0: Well, folks, we have a big program. Now, again, phone lines are open. 766-1380. 766-1380. You can email me, john at dipetro.com. You can uh, always go to the website and you can listen at uh, Depetro.com D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And also, we also do a uh, Facebook live. And let me check in. I like to check in and I give some shout outs. Hola. There's Ryan and there's Chris. There's Jared. That's right. So glad kids are in school today. Nap time. That's right. There's Bob fits it a lot more. So if you're on uh, Facebook, let me just, nah, I'll leave it like that. I need to adjust the camera angle, but we'll leave it like that. Otherwise, Juan gets a little distracted. Um, you can also uh, interact with others. Good morning, Drew, that are uh, watching the program. And But again, remember, I want to remind you, you can always go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. We have a new posting coming up regarding the situation with the uh, grand jury There it is, right at the top of the Facebook page, and there you, uh, excuse me, the uh, regular website, and it says Listen Live. You click on that, and boom, there I am, here I am, uh, in uh, total perfect audio, and then also there's various things there. Well, folks, I want to start off, now again, I know some people are tuning in, if you follow me on Facebook and Twitter, regarding uh, Leo Scanion is the Chief of Staff for Speaker Mattiello. And he is the definition of a political hack. I mean, he you go back. This is someone that should not be working in state government. You go back to, I remember when I first... I was living in New York City for nine years. I was very happy. But, no, I moved back. I came up with a great, great idea. I'm going to move back. Um, but my parents were alive at the time, and I was. we started having children, so it seemed like a good idea at the time. But anyhow, um, <laughs> my point is the big controversy was still about this traffic court and all the money missing at the traffic court. That was the first time I'd have heard the name Leo Skenyon, who I think, for some reason, I think there was some connection to Bruce Sondland, actually. Put him in charge of traffic court all this money was missing i remember call was going after leo skenyon blah 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 and everything else well anyhow that's way back with traffic court so in many ways i mean he is a political hack he is chief of staff for speaker mattiello and he was in front of the grand jury just the other day now as i've 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 talked a little bit um or i put out things on twitter um i was communicating with him i'm not going to exactly reveal what was the nature of the communication but it did have to do with the grand jury and i want to be very clear i am in no way a fan of skenyon uh he should he should not be there mattiello should not be there uh montanaro should not be there i no one i can't wait to see this whole crime family leave and they are going to be leaving soon uh be watching folks later today i mean there is a, a buzz right now And I need to uh, during the course of the show, I need to keep checking Twitter because um, I got a call just a little while ago of someone saying um, be on the lookout uh, because there could be an indictment of Mattiello coming down today. So we are going to monitor that. We know that, um, for instance, in uh, if you're a New England Patriots fan. Uh, they call it, you know, we're on Brady watch right now, and that is, people are waiting to see whether or not if Tom Brady, you know, where is he going to, where is he going to end up playing next year? It seems he's not going to be back with the Patriots. Um, look at this. I've seen uh, Ted Nesi tweeted the Illinois House Speaker Mike Magnin, named two federal grand jury subpoenas, wide-ranging government corruption investigation. House Speaker. Several allies named in federal grand jury subpoena seeking records. Gee, doesn't that sound familiar? It does. Uh, but we are on Mattiello indictment watch. Now it could come down today. It is they're not in session right now. Um, they are not in session. They've been off this week because of February vacation. So the um, state house. They're back in session next week. If Mattiello was indicted today. There would probably be a new speaker by Tuesday when they're all back at the statehouse. And so we'll have to wait and see. We don't know what's going to happen with the grand jury. He has been the target of the grand jury. Um, but we're on Mattiello watch. Now, in regards to Skenyon, uh, I'm going to touch on that in a little, in just a little bit. Because there's some other stories. I don't want to just hog it on that. There's other things I want to get into. I will touch on the Skenyon. He sent me a very incriminating text He's the chief of staff of the speaker. Um, And I recognize it was, I don't believe it was, I'm not sure it was designed for me. I don't think it was. But he didn't call me. It's a text. It's very incriminating. And I've been saying that I was going to reveal the contents of that today. Now, the only thing is, there's several, well, I'll, I'll address it now. There's several reasons why I'm not convinced that I am going to reveal the text of that today part of it is um it it is piece to a puzzle it is a piece to a puzzle of a story that i have heard about and been working on and because of that we're getting closer and closer to it and there's also someone else involved in that story that by all accounts i i don't want to just drag someone in who could be in some ways uh an unintended victim of this So I should, that's one way to put it, but it's more of whenever you have a story, sometimes there's pieces to it. It's like pieces to a puzzle. And over the course of time, you just, you know, I don't know the last time you did a crossword puzzle, but, um, or jigsaw puzzle, I should say, but you, you slowly, not a crossword jigsaw puzzle. You start to put together the pieces of the puzzle and, you know, you're looking at a piece and it doesn't fit. So you put it off to the side and you get another one. And, um, and that's what it's like many times when you're, you're trying to piece together a, a story of what happened, and you're getting bits of information here and there, and some of it fits, some of it doesn't fit. Now, the text from Skenyon is a big piece of the puzzle. It's a big piece, but I've been having conversations since yesterday, last night, and even today, and I'm getting more information, and I'm, I'm leaning more towards waiting to present the full puzzle as opposed, to just a piece of the puzzle. So I'm gonna going to communicate with someone later today who has solid information on this matter, and and so I I don't want to you know again I, I with the analogies, but it is a little bit like a cake, right? Like, is it worth it to wait a little longer to fully present? If you take a cake out of something out of the oven too soon, not fully um, risen yet, it's not fully done yet isn't it maybe better to wait a little bit till you have the full thing compiled and the answer obviously is yes the answer also is is yes so now maybe actually during the course of the program there is a chance between now and two o'clock i would have this one piece minor but missing a little bit that i'd like to that would really bring it together i mean i could just kind of put it out there but i'd rather have this one more piece that i'm waiting on and i'm confident i am going to get it so I know there's some people tuning in for that. I'm, I I'll say this: um, there's a lot going on up in that third floor, and it, it is it's embarrassing at this point that Matt. I don't know how much longer Mattiello is going to be there. I mean, I think anyone that's been paying attention and. By all accounts, I've heard so many different people have weighed in on this. Just so you – you know, it's also – I don't understand why Channel 10 and Channel 6 are not covering the story more because it is the story. I mean, all anyone's really talking about, they don't have the journal follies anymore. If the journal still did their follies, they used to do it on Friday – last Friday in February at the Venus de Milo. It, been next, it would have be next Friday night. I mean, the only thing – and it's a big one the people are buzzing about – is the pending indictment of House Speaker Nick Mattiello. For the life of me, I can't even imagine how. I want to commend uh, the Journal and Channel 12 have been all over it. I don't understand the coverage of Channel 10 or lack of, I should say, and or Channel 6. I don't know if they've done one story on it. I don't get it. You know, these people, these TV stations, they do a segment because some pizza delivery guy got, got a hug from somebody. And yet, you know, this the most powerful person in the state... Potentially, he's facing indictment and, like, good luck trying to find any coverage of that on the evening news or on their website or anything. (laughs) Ridiculous. (laughs) My goodness. But anyhow. um, And it is significant. And there is certainly this feeling out there. Someone told me that um, former House Speaker John Harwood even said. uh, I tried to reach out to him. And he doesn't want to listen. I tried to reach out, give him advice. The only one he's listening to is Billy Murphy, former Speaker Murphy. It's It's a club. Right. It's it's who were the last big speakers? Well, you, years ago you had Manning, but then you had, you know, Harwood and then it was Bill Murphy and then it was Gordon Fox. And now it's yellow So it's a it's a small club. And uh, they certainly Harwood and Murphy have certainly, you know, made tons of money off being the speaker, especially Murphy right now is making just tons of money. Um, and everyone around them is making uh, tons of money. And then they get people in with them and they're making a lot of money. But anyhow, so supposedly Harwood told someone i know uh or have told different people actually i've heard it more than one he's tried to reach out mattiello doesn't want to hear it doesn't want to take advice but even harwood said you know he's done he doesn't even know it yet he is over it is done it's complete he's going to get knocked out as speaker but mattiello is in denial he's defiant he's like i'm going to fight these charges uh i don't believe any of it as far as who will be the next speaker we have time for that we have time for that there's three names out there right now of who will be the next speaker. I don't want to confuse the conversation. Um, but I th- there was some. Um, well, the three big names. I, I don't. I mean, I think I can reveal Yeah, No, the three big names that are out there. And actually, this is important because I've heard people float some names that are not going to happen. It's either going to be uh, Joe Sakic or Craven, or it's going to be that Greg Amore. Uh, he's the guy, he's teacher from East Providence. The, the unions would want him. Uh, Craven is trying to get it. But by all accounts, listen, this is a little bit of like pick your poison. But uh, Joe Sakachi, I respect him. I know him. What I like about Sakachi and I don't know if this is any type, this is in no form of endorsement or anything like that. But he does have his own money. And you got to understand that up at the state house, the way the lobbyists thrive, the way that the special interests thrive is you need our money. You know, there was a picture recently online of Mattiello having lunch with... Mark Ryan, who's a creep, used to work at the Journal, zero personality, a lot of speculation that he has our friend Ed Acorn absolutely in his pocket. But Mark Ryan and George Carullo, another big political hack, having lunch with Mattiello at the Capitol Grill last Friday on Valentine's Day. And the whole point of that is they're nervous because they have so many deals in motion that Mattiello knocked out is of no use to them, Right. So they're very worried that someone like Sakachi, they can't get their hooks into him because Sakachi well, could say to them, hey, I don't, I don't need you to throw me right, a $30,000, $25,000 fundraiser or whatever, a $50,000 fundraiser at some law office where everyone goes into the conference room and hands me a check. I, I have $1 million right now. I don't need your money. So I don't, I don't report to you. So they don't want Sakachi. The fact that the special interests like Carullo, that Mark Ryan is a total creep. Do um, think that that guy is a lobbyist? I mean, no personality, just a blob. Uh, but powerful, powerful. I, I, I think there's some connection with Murphy, but I don't, I don't have. But, but they are very nervous about the balance of power, all the deals. You got to remember, the cannabis thing is still coming up, and that's where they really intend to cash out. Now, regarding the Mattiello grand jury, there's another part of this that can't be ignored, and that is the fact that. I have heard some speculation. It's so tough right now, folks, because people, there's all kinds of information uh, that's coming out. For instance, now, I had heard Montanaro took the fifth when he testified in front of the grand jury. But then I think it was Channel 12 said, well, no, he he came out after an hour. But the way I understand it, he went in, Frank Montanaro. They say, is your name Frank Bank Montanaro? Yes. Do you live at this address? Yes. Are you this job? Blah, blah, blah. And then just as they get to, we want to ask you about some certain questions. He says, I'd like to exercise my Fifth Amendment. He comes off the stand. He goes into this conference rooms there for attorneys and clients. He talks to his attorney. They practice. Do you know that, that, that um, what Montanaro said in front of the cameras at Channel 12? I respect the grand jury process. I could play the sound of it. Uh, I uh, blah, blah, blah. I saw no wrongdoing. I, uh, suppose, allegedly, I should say, Kevin Bristow, who's a great criminal defense attorney, but what I've been told is he had to practice this speech with Montanaro for, for close to a half hour, and he still couldn't get it right. <laughs> such a stooge. Um, but my point is, he was in the building for an hour, but he wasn't in front of the grand jury for an hour. You know what else is also, um, so what I'm saying is, so there's a lot of things floating around. There's, there's one train of thought that I've heard, and that is that what's going on with Mattiello could be kicked to the feds. Uh, this could be a federal charge as opposed to a state charge if they feel it's not there. Now, keep in mind, the players involved with this, right? You have Attorney General Peter Norona, former U.S. attorney. Who is his A-team? The lead prosecutor on this case in front of the grand jury, Stephen Danbrook, former acting U.S. attorney, worked with Narona, who's the other prosecutor in the courtroom with the grand jury at the Gary Heigh Courthouse. The other prosecutor in the courtroom is, hold on, AD Goldstein, A team worked with Narona and Danbrook at the U.S. attorney's office. Now, I've heard she is phenomenal absolutely fantastic uh 80 goldstein and i've heard she absolutely has the grand jurors eating out of the palm of her hand um i mentioned her the other day i've talked about her uh she's part of a um story i'm going to be doing on the website coming up but she is uh 80 goldstein yeah very very impressive and i've heard she is absolutely phenomenal with the grand jury. As far as you know, you, you can tell whether or not if is someone really uh, paying attention. Is someone um, truly you know following everything that the person is saying? There's an art to keeping the attention. There's no um, guarantee that someone gets up there and starts speaking but she is deputy attorney general she has a tremendous reputation um and but more importantly Edie goldstein she keep in mind now she worked with peter naroner and Stephen danbrook at the u.s attorney's office they are uh incredibly knowledgeable on federal law they have well i mean think about that they had an incredible um, working relationship with the FBI. So I'm not, you know, it's tough. I will admit this is a tough story to get information on. Um, You have a lot of information pouring in and then you have to cipher out what's real, what's not real. And then, you know, the slightest thing like that throws you off. You know, you're told Montanaro took the fifth. He went in. He answered some basic questions, and then he, he exercises Fifth Amendment right. I was told he then went into a conference room. He was with his attorney, Kevin Bristow. They rehearsed his speech that he could barely get out that I'm going to play. And then um, and then you have the reporting he was in front of the grand jury for an hour. Now, that is not what – I didn't hear he was in front of them for an hour. I heard he was in the building for an hour. But you see where then it, – it, it's tough to piece it together. Now, I've also heard that they – this – Whole grand jury probe could roll into federal charges against Mattyello, and then building a RICO case against him for running a criminal enterprise out of the third floor of the Rhode Island State House. Now I have someone who is a solid source, who's high up, who has sworn to me for the longest time that that's in motion. It, it it's tough though. It's tough because there's so many things that are kind of flying out there. Now, something also that should be reported more that is a complete embarrassment. And again, folks, good morning. It's John DePietro. I'm, I'm dying to talk about the Bernie Sanders story, which I will. And, and it's great. The, the Bloomberg, it's really the Mike Bloomberg Bernie Sanders story. And it's very significant. But we do have some time between now and um, two o'clock. We're going to talk about it. But what should have been reported more is Mattiello Pal. Think about this that started, and this has not been reported enough by the local media. Again, 766 1380. This has not been reported enough by the local media. The person at the center of this entire thing, this Jim Demers, a former captain with the Rhode Island State Police, you know, what an absolute disgrace. He had to appear in front of the grand jury. Now, he, I heard, totally, completely took the fifth. And no one's arguing about that. What an embarrassment. When you think about someone was forced on, that they were forced to hire him, right, at the convention center authority and the dunk as head of security. And you think you're going to get someone of caliber, of high quality, high, oh, you know, the guy was a captain with the Rhode Island State Police. And instead, you get that guy. And then he's trying to drag his goon son Onto the force, and thank God for that trooper, Casey, that Channel 10 and Parker Gavigan reported about, that stopped it. I mean, that is someone. There are profiles in courage here. There are profiles in courage. There is reason to be optimistic. It started when you have someone that stands up and says, "We're not putting that young goon because of his arrest record. He lied." Channel 10. I want to give Parker credit. He had the full story on it. We're not making him we're not giving him a gun and a badge he's not going to be a member of the Rhode Island State Police 25 or 28 interactions with police he was arrested he was evasive uh this other stuff so you you do have some people that stood up and people that are willing to stand up in front of the grand jury and testify truthfully or that have spoken up this is a criminal enterprise that that folks it it has to it has to end and it, it certainly sounds like it's coming to an end but Montanaro, I mean, that guy, controls a $50 million budget. $45, $46, $50 million budget. And this is, he practiced a half hour for this speech. Ready?
1: Hi, guys. Uh, yeah, I testified as a witness to the grand jury. Uh, I do respect the grand jury process. I can't tell you what the questions that they talked about. What I can tell you is I answered the grand, you know, the grand jury, all their questions. I can answer all their questions truthfully and um, honestly, and I saw no wrongdoing with this matter, and I was concluded and um, walked out the door.
0: Now, I was told they had to practice that for a half hour with his attorney inside the courthouse. What he was supposed to say is, I respect the process. First of all, he's also, that's not truthful. I can't tell you, he, he could absolutely tell us exactly what was asked and he, there's nothing preventing him so that's a lie that's the first lie by the way he then can't get together the whole i answered their questions it was written out for him and he was practicing it like a like a like a, just a blub i answered them truthfully and honestly and i there was no wrong do- Like like he, he he's looking around he doesn't have his notes they were a half hour in a blanking conference room trying to get him to memorize this (laughs) as much as it's comical i want to remind you this buffoon this cranston west guido goon sammy the bull mattiello henchman this this buffoon controls a 50 million dollar gcls budget i mean how it can't get any more embarrassing i want to play it again and this idiot cannot even memorize his his short speech you were supposed to give. comment,
1: Frank. After going in there, hi guys. Uh, yeah, I testified as a witness to the grand jury. You know that. Uh, I do respect the grand jury process. Right. I can't tell you what the questions that yes, they're Yes, you can. About. What I can tell you is I answered the grand uh, the grand jury all their questions. I can answer all their questions truthfully oh and,
0: uh, and honestly.
1: honestly and i saw no wrongdoing with this matter and i was concluded in,
0: in and i was concluded now that is not true uh again took him a half hour i guess at this point we should just be grateful that he walked out on his hind legs <laughs> what an absolute stooge can you imagine that you are the most powerful person in the state which the speaker is you have a budget of forty-five to fifty million with the JCLS, and this is the buffoon you choose as your right-hand person. See, that's where people just tell me, How can you have any sympathy for uh, Speaker Mattiello? But this goon does exactly as he's told.
1: guys I uh, yeah I testified as a witness to the grand jury right uh, i do respect the grand jury process oh, that's I can't good. tell you what the questions that they talked
0: uh, about yes you can but
1: I can't tell Are you, you is I answered the grand, uh, the grand jury all their questions
0: oh uh, honestly i can
1: answer all their questions truthfully and
0: um, honestly and I, I, I answered all their no questions what what's the next line I answered all their questions it's uh truthfully and honestly that's it all six six thirteen eighty. You can email me, john at com. Now, listen, uh, a little bit later, I'll get a little bit more into the Scenic stuff. I'm, I'm bursting at the seams, though, about the Bloomberg stuff. And what's going on right now with the Democrat Party, with Michael Bloomberg, I'll be honest. I, I can't read enough about all these articles absolutely eviscerating Bloomberg bombing in the debate. New York Times, Bloomberg bombs first debate test, raising questions about his viability. Reviews are in. Bloomberg bombed. Of course he did. You know what else, folks? A date to circle on the calendar is going to be April 28th. Well, Juan, why does that matter? Because on April 28th, that's the Rhode Island primary. Now, Bloomberg, he's already $400 million in. $400 million in. There's no way he's getting the nomination. I don't even know why the media... He's saying, well, you know, we don't know, and you can't count on Mike. I'm telling you right now, Bloomberg, it's not happening. There's no way, no how. He's in the wrong party, without question. The media will continue to tell him he can win because they want his money. Right now, if you're reporting that he's decimated and over, Bloomberg, maybe he shuts off the faucet and doesn't spend money. He is throwing money at broadcast television, so and especially the local stations. So they, the, the, the Nevada TV stations, California, do you know how much money Michael Bloomberg is spending in California, in Texas, South Carolina, all these states, especially the Super Tuesday states, trying to gear up. And it's, in some, it's working. Apparently in Oklahoma, he shot up. It's all in name recognition. These smooth commercials, New York Times, um, they declared him uh, dead in his Wikipedia entry. Was it fatal to his presidential aspirations? Sure, his entire candidacy rests on an argument he alone can defeat President Trump, and he definitely didn't beat anyone in that debate. On the other hand, still has about sixty billion on his side. I am telling you that I, I, I anyone that watched that debate, I was talking with someone last night that did not see the debate. It was like, well, you know. Bloomberg, I mean, he he was former mayor and, you know, he's got the money. I said, then you didn't watch the debate because no one is stopping Bernie Sanders. And I mean, no one is stopping Bernie Sanders. Bloomberg's presence has also helped instill fresh clarity and energy to the campaign of Senator Elizabeth Warren, who followed her blistering debate with a continued offensive on Thursday. Now, she had her best fundraising day ever. Senator Warren did. The day after the debate, the 24 hours, I think she raised over $3 million. Why? Because there he is. There's the billionaire on the stage. The New York Times has a story that they prepared him. The staff, they prepared him. He bombed. He absolutely just bombed it. As Wednesday night, he staggered through a defense as Warren lashed him for declining to encourage former employees to detail their ex- experiences publicly if they so choose. At one point, Bloomberg. Hoping to inoculate himself by saying he had not been accused of anything. Allowed maybe, quote, women didn't like a joke I told. Allies have acknowledged Bloomberg's vulnerability on the history of non-disclosure agreements. At his company with former female employees amid allegations of mistreatment. His difficulty in explaining those agreements is likely to persist. I'm telling you, they're not going away. You know, sometimes people just never come up with a good answer on something. Such as... Biden cannot answer anything about the sun. He can't. They've tried. They've practiced. Every time something comes up with Hunter Biden, Joe Biden can't answer it. I'm telling you right now, Bloomberg, he it's never going away and they're going to pound him. Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren have been preaching about billionaires. There's a great piece in The New York Times this morning. This is the billionaire election. I'm going to read about that coming. i read some of that coming up. Bloomberg's campaign was urging political surrogates to cast the debate in the most optimistic light possible. Some of his advisers were arguing in private. The underlying strategic bet has not changed. His candidacy is always dependent on Democrat primary voters suppressing their distaste of his record because they perceive him as a strong candidate for the general election. See, I don't believe that. Bernie Sanders is getting stronger. Bernie Sanders, by the way, his support amongst African-Americans has now tied Vice President Biden Bernie Sanders will win tomorrow, the Nevada caucus, and next Saturday, Senator Bernie Sanders will win the South Carolina primary. Bet on it. Count on it. I'm telling you right now, no one is stopping that guy. I know people are saying that Bernie Sanders, he yells on stage. He does. But I'm telling you, he is very gifted. He is a certain way. He is a likable curmudgeon. He is. He's authentic. He has his numbers. He's not wrong on everything. He is a force that is not going to be stopped. You know, I watched part of Morning Joe this morning. And this guy, Peter Ignatius, is that his name? Ignatius that writes for the Washington Post said, well, you know, the party, they're prepared that John Kerry has agreed that uh, if they need him at the party, he would step forward as the kid. Like, I, how do you even say that? You're not going to pull the nomination from. Ber- you think Bernie Sanders' people are going to stand there after they've gone through all this and watch them hand the candidacy, the nom? You know, even though you won, we're going to give it to. I, I what? Like, how does someone even say something like that? No way, no how. Bernie Sanders is going to run the table. Bloomberg is is like been trampled over. Bloomberg was. Elizabeth Warren, he th- he's – I can't wait till Tuesday night. They're having another debate in South Carolina. There's no way Bloomberg's going to be ready for this. They're going to pound him worse. Biden and, and Elizabeth Warren, they're, they're in it because of Bloomberg. He gave them the life. Some Bloomberg advisors said it was a conscious choice to re- largely refrain from attacking anyone besides Sanders. That was a mistake because then the moderates were all pounding on him. And they're very upset about it, as a matter of fact. I like this. Um, President Trump was watching the debate the other night and he was laughing about it, totally laughing about it and saying he knew that Bloomberg wasn't a good debater. Uh, This is in Washington Post this morning. One Mike Bloomberg spent three hundred forty million on carefully polished ads. The other Mike Bloomberg stepped on stage in Wednesday's debate. Just hours after his debate stage drubbing, former New York Mayor Mike Bloomberg reappeared Thursday in Utah with his teleprompter and billionaire swagger. Crowds of hundreds chanted his name, read words that landed like precision-guided missiles. For anyone who watched the Democrat debate the night before, the man on stage in Salt Lake City on Thursday was difficult to reconcile with the one who'd shown up Wednesday. It's a problem his campaign is now grappling with, scrambles to regain. The most expensive political campaign in American history has found itself at a crossroads with two Mike Bloombergs running for president at the same time. One, I love this, is the tough get-it-done-rich guy. Who stars in 340 million worth of advertising? Scripted speech, praised daily by a surrogate army. The other is the bumbling, frequently ineffective, often peevish politician who showed up Wednesday night operating on the fly. Can't advertise as a combatant, get on stage and not be combatant. For anyone who watched the debate Thursday night, um, that that was just not the guy. His advisors, well aware of his uneven public performance have tried to reconcile the two identities so apparently they're going to completely redo what how he's going to um be in the debate on south carolina now that is a complete mistake see bernie sanders is the same bernie sanders from 16 to the speeches he would give in 17 he is the same it's the same script he has the same he he stays right in character now, Bloomberg, who bombed in the debate. This is like if you've ever gone golfing with someone and then in the middle of the game, someone else in the group tries to help the person adjust their swing. It, 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 it can't happen. It never works. This is going to be worse. Oh my goodness. On the debate stage, you offered a mandering, sometimes misleading explanation of his police strategy to frisk young minority men. Bloomberg confidence. Um, said that his debate preparation included qu- answers to questions on stop and frisk, his behavior towards women, but he fumbled when confronted with those topics on stage. His advisors admit there's much work to do even for the debate. His confidence were, his, uh, confidence were seeking to lower expectations. Well, if they try to change him up for Tuesday night, which they are, by the way, it's going to get even worse, and, and they're going to go for blood. If you're Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth Warren was attacking him yesterday on The View, Um, I, like those who closely watched his time as mayor, were far less surprised about his debate performance than those who viewed him through the slickly produced, relentlessly anti-Trump ads. The Bloomberg who showed up in Las Vegas on Wednesday at times appeared to be bored, frustrated, dismissive, and entitling. What am I, chicken liver, he asked at one point after not being called out for several minutes. At other points, he gave answers so concisely he ceded speaking times to his rival's. I thought it was pure Bloomberg, said Catherine Wilde. She described the experience exactly what I was expected. You know, as I read about this, I started to remember, as mayor, he would snap at reporters who questioned him on his personal life or vacation schedule. He refused to say when he was out of New York and would grow angry when reporters asked about his business. He's given few media interviews, sometimes appeared combative or dismissive to reporters on the campaign trail limiting the back and forth that can hone a candidate's answers. Think uh, think of that compared to Bernie Sanders, who's always there, who's always on the stage, who's always doing the rallies, who'll talk as long as you want him to. You know, as I've said, it takes a while to get into this stuff and really get good at it and kind of get into the groove of it. Um, it, it is incredible how much he is absolutely getting pounded. And obviously, folks, for our purposes, one of the reasons I like it so much is – Raimondo made a disastrous mistake in endorsing him. And on April 28th, when the Rhode Island primary, Rhode Island primary is April 28th. Now, it's still going to matter. That's when Bernie Sanders is going to destroy Bloomberg in Rhode Island. Now, when you're Mayor Mike Bloomberg and you're choosing, all right, Governor Raimondo, as he said to someone, at the very least, I guess we'll win Rhode Island. Guess again. Bernie Sanders is going to destroy him. And then Ramundo. who, keep in mind, I still say that that 2018, her election results, and that Nellie Gorbia, they better be watching her. Remember, in 2016, under the direction of the DNC, and there are emails that prove this, when they leaked out and got the John Podesta emails, on direction from the Democrat National Committee, Nellie Gorbia only opened a third of the polling places to try to suppress the Bernie Sanders vote. So they're going to try the same thing. Raimondo is desperate to try to get him to win Rhode Island. Think how bad it's going to look for her if it comes April 28th. She is the co-chair of the campaign, and she cannot even deliver New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg. By the way, Bory Graphics still has your Raimondo magnets. Um, She can't even deliver him a win in Rhode Island, and I'm telling you, it's going to happen. There's no way. No one is stopping this guy. Now, Bernie Sanders, he, he's on 60 Minutes. He pounded Bloomberg on 60 Minutes. It's going to air Sunday night. I'm going to play some of that sound. President Trump, the Washington Post says President Trump was almost laughing watching Bloomberg in the debate. He was watching. Well, actually, he did the rally. And then afterwards, he was laughing, telling people. Um, but there is a danger with that that I'm going to mention as well. There's a danger with what's going on, I think, in the mood of the country. But we'll touch on that. Uh, psychic medium jody lynn's gonna be in studio at noon you can take her phone calls folks it is john DePietro on this uh, again it's a very very busy friday as you can tell 766 1380 hey i want to remind you maybe you're out and about uh and you'd like to um when's the last time you got some new furniture stop in and see steve at gilmore furniture because good news on this friday the president's day sale continues at gilmore furniture post road in warwick living rooms recliners Mattresses And it's the double-sided mattresses. Gilmore Furniture, everything in the store is on sale. Listen, the weather today is terrific, nice and sunny and dry. Tomorrow's going to be nice. It's going to be nice and warm, actually, mild over the next couple of days. Stop in and see Steve at Gilmore Furniture. Everything's on sale. Free delivery this month. Remember, up to five years, paying no interest. The President's Day sale is extended at Gilmore Furniture. Post Road and Warwick. Wait till you see. Stop and look at their selection on recliners and living room sets and mattresses. And they have the double sided mattresses. Gilmore Furniture post road right down the street from T.F. Green Airport and they're right off Route 37. You come right off Route 37, and boom, you're right there at Gilmore Furniture, Post Road and War. It's John DiPietro, 766-1380. A lot more ahead on this Friday.
2: Attention, business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchels at Innovast is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. you got to freshen up that Consultation at 401 321 2799. That's 401 321 2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com.
0: Folks, remember, long way to go with winter heating season, certainly in play. Boy, it was cold last night. Remember to let J.K.L. Engineering design and install. A natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity system. They're energy efficient, they're quiet, and more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, then no problem. Let J. Kale Engineering design and install an Infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter and it cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates on the market. They also do new installation. And replacement of high efficiency gas boilers. JKL is a carrier factory authorized dealer licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for 50 years, JKL's reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid VPI installer. J JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL Today. Licensed in Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Over 53 years. Folks, they are the best. Let's get your – it's very simple. In the wintertime, they'll keep you nice and warm. In the summertime, nice and cool. And highest rebates in the market. Estimates are free and financing is available. You can afford it, both residential and commercial, called Cale Engineering today at 401-351-7600. 401 351 7600 for JKL Engineering. Do you own and operate a small business and you rely on communicating with your employees while they're out in the field? Well, if you do, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T Mobile for Business. This is Sal with T Mobile for Business, and I encourage you to reach out to me today at 401 332 000. This is the perfect time to make the switch to T Mobile for Business. Right now, we have unlimited plans with unlimited talk, text, and data. With no contract, great deals on iPhones and Samsungs, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T Mobile for Business. Stop wasting money. Call me for a free consultation at 401-332-0000. Again, 401-332-0000. Stop wasting money with your current cell phone carrier. Call me today, Sal, with T Mobile for Business. 401-332-0000. Now, folks, remember, remember what we say. If for whatever reason your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Repairs in all makes and models of appliances, whether it's a washer dryer or a dishwasher or a stove or a microwave oven. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Do you have an appliance that's not working properly in your home? Call Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. You are
1: listening to The John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. All
0: right, we're back on this Friday. Good morning, one and all. Here I am. It's Juan. It's John DePietro. Psychic medium Jody Lynn in studio to start off next hour with your phone calls. In the meantime, this portion of the program is brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet Bakery and Cafe. Ron and Melissa they're open one seventy Royal Little Drive in Providence, right off Silver Spring Street. What do they have? Well, cookies, pastry, chocolate covered donuts, cannolis—so delicious! All fresh, delicious brownies. Ron he is so talented. I'm so happy for my friends Ron and Melissa. Making pastry great again. Stop in on this Friday. Say hello to them. Small business owners and big supporters of our commander-in-chief. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Making pastry great again. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. The most delicious chocolate-covered donuts. For anybody that uh, likes some of the edibles... Well, likes to, uh, if you like cannabis, you would love the chocolate covered donuts or the cannolis, without question. Ron's pastry gourmet. All right, Jody Lynn in studio. More on the Skenyon text a little bit later, and more on the grand jury investigation into Mattiello coming up a little bit later. But, folks, I want to get to, and I want to be very clear, well, not that idiot. I, I want to be very clear. I, um, I think that um, I really believe. To me, there's no question. If you watched the debate the other night, this race is over. They're not stopping Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Now, I want to be very clear about this. I like to call ball and strike, balls and strikes. I'm not saying I would vote for him. Okay? But I I think the mood in the country is changing. I think he's going to be a very formidable candidate. And it's not going to be as easy as people think. And we'll talk about that. But the one thing that I know is not going to happen... He, he, I don't know if he's going to beat President Trump. I don't know that nothing by the way, nothing is a layup here. nothing If you're a Trump supporter, you need to rally and and it's not here. it's really some of the battleground states. I'm not saying that Bernie Sanders is good. I, I don't know I, I I'm not ready to say he's going to win Michigan win some of these battleground states. but he, he is their strongest candidate. He is. It's not Bloomberg. It's certainly not Biden. It's not Elizabeth Warren. And it's not the other two. That Mayor Pete, I, I can't believe these people. Well, Mayor Pete, he is the biggest lightweight. Of course, Alorza likes him. Right? Talk about birds of a lightweight feather stick together. Of course, Alorza likes him. Are they, aren't they? they the same person? How about Mayor Pete the other night? Like, what, what, did he, that, what was that supposed to be? Like a mustache or something? But anyhow, I love, my new favorite thing, I love reading articles where they're pounding Bloomberg about how badly he did in the debate. And uh, the next one is coming up Tuesday night. The debate... Wednesday night, most viewed debate ever of a Democrat debate. 33 million people watched that debate. So, is Bernie Sanders going to back down from former New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg? Here is a clip of him on 60 Minutes coming up on Sunday night. It's Anderson Cooper talking to the Democrat frontrunner, Bernie Sanders. Hold on, here we go.
1: Surprised by how unprepared he seemed for some very basic, obvious questions at the debate in yes, Nevada. I was, I and, and you know, and if that's what happened in a Democratic debate, you know, I, I think it's quite likely that Trump will chew him up and spit him out. Are you less worried about Michael Bloomberg if you were worried about him before? Chew him he up and less spit worried him now out. After having that debate, I am worried about an unprecedented amount of money being spent on a campaign. And, uh, you know, we've never seen anything like this in American history. And I just think, though, that the American people will rebel against this type of oligarchic movement. We are a democracy. One person, one vote. Not a guy worth $60 billion buying an election.
0: You know what else I think actually helps Bernie Sanders? My, I, I love the fact he says that Trump would chew him up and spit him out. I think it also... He is... Now, I, I get that some people... You know, there's a difference between if you can see the appeal and vote. I'm I'm not saying I would vote for him and I don't like his policies and I don't think they would. They are executable and work and I don't want to see the country go down that direction. That doesn't mean I don't think he's a formidable candidate. I think the fact that Larry David plays him on Sunday Night Live, I, I actually think that helps him. Because, I mean, I like Larry David, and it, I think it helps Bernie Sanders, and a lot of people do. If you don't know him, co-creator Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's different from when a woman was playing Sean Spicer or the actress on SNL that plays Hillary that I think actually does a, a excellent job with it. Uh, very, very funny stuff. But Bernie Sanders, now you just heard him there. His crowd, that is a movement. Bloomberg is not a movement. Bloomberg is just money. The other thing that Bloomberg has done, I'm telling you, this is so incredible to watch. Tuesday night is going to be must-see TV. The numbers are going to be even higher. Is he, he is a billionaire walking onto the stage. And no one had talked about this to me, But, and I follow all the coverage. But not, a billionaire walking onto the stage with Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. It, it's like batting practice. Bernie Sanders, they, they, he doesn't think billionaires should be allowed. He wants to outlaw them. And Elizabeth Warren is upping her attack. She went on The View yesterday. I'll play some of the sound. Killing them. Every time Elizabeth Warren throws a haymaker at Michael Bloomberg, her fundraising comes up. Her, her people are like, he's alive. This business at the party is going to step in and stop them. They, they're dreaming. It's, it's not happening. There's no way that is happening. You know, Governor Mundo and, you know, who's the local party? Joe McNamara. They're going to stop. It's, it's there's no way. Who is the party? That clown Tom Perez. You know what else really screwed the traditional party now? What really threw them off is Iowa. Iowa should have narrowed the field because when this when they go back and look at the tape of this, this is so fascinating what's going on. Iowa, the screw ups of Iowa allowed more people to stay in the race. Bloomberg should not have been on the stage in Nevada. Now he's going to South Carolina. If he wasn't there, the money for Biden and Elizabeth Warren were on life support. And then boom, he juiced them up and now they're back and they feel engaged. Huge mistake by the Bloomberg people. They should have held them off if they really wanted to try to stop Sanders. All right. We're going to talk about it coming up. We have a lot of time. Um, Psychic medium Jody Lynn is going to be in studio next hour. If you would like to talk to her, you can call in 766-1380. Dial 766-1380. If you would like to talk with psychic medium Jody Lynn, dial 766-1380. We're going to be right back with her right here. We're going to break for the 12 o'clock news and be back with my friend, psychic medium Jody Lynn, and your phone calls right after that. WNRI and W236CW1socket, 1380 AM and 95.1 FM.